must have forgot, forgot, forgot. When they stole my gold medal and sold career, let's look back at my whole career. Cause y'all must have forgot, 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 forgot. The best pound for pound is mine. Hit Percy Harris with four hooks at one time. Y'all must have forgot, forgot, forgot. Okay, 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 what's going on ladies and gentlemen and welcome to episode 102 of Electrified, I'm your host Eric Lyons, what's going on man, listen, listen, I know I scrapped last week's episode, let me tell you something man, it's been a rough couple, it's been a rough week, and it, it was, last week was a rough week, I'm happy to be in this new week, new, you know, new blessings, new opportunities, new week and everything, happy Monday, um, I don't know man, it's, it's just been, you know, work and everything, it's just been a lot, and I just felt like I couldn't give you guys the best me, the best version of myself. And I go into each episode wanting to give you guys the best episode, you know, the best version of me so I can have the best show possible each and every, you know, each weekend, week out. I don't ever want to come in here when I'm feeling down or if I'm not on. If I'm not on, I'm not on. And I know I'm not. I've, if I sit down and prep for a show, I know I'm not on. I'm not going to give you guys a show. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't want to come in here and I'm off. You know, I don't want to have an off night for you, an off day for you guys. I want it to be, I want to be on 100 every time. And that's just how I am. So I'm here. I'm here now. What's going on? How's everybody doing? I hope everybody's great. Given the current circumstances, man, I hope everybody's staying safe out there. Um, It's been a lot of, I've seen a lot of birthdays. First of all, happy belated birthday to my mom. Of course, her birthday was on the 17th. Um. But uh, yeah, I saw a lot of birthdays over this weekend, man. Hope everybody, if your birthday was this weekend, I hope you had a great, safe, happy birthday weekend. Cause you know the boy, the boy's birthday's in two weeks. All right, August second. Yeah, yeah, it's coming. Um, let's see. We got we got some things to get through today. Like I said on Twitter, if you don't follow me or this or the pod on Twitter, you should at Electrified Pod. At Eric Lyons TV, I did give a listener discretion is advised warning because today I will be talking about the uh, the the Washington football team sexual assault allegations. I'll be breaking down the article and I'll be uh, talking about some things that can be very sensitive to the to the listeners. I, once again, I know there are women who listen to this podcast and I do not want. If you know, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I won't use language that will make you uncomfortable. But if this is a touchy topic, please, please fast forward through. You know, you got your timestamps. That's why I started. I'm going to start off with that today because I feel like that is the most important. Uh, the treatment, the segment will be about the treatment of women in sports. And I feel like that's the most important segment today. So that's at the top of the docket. I feel like as a young man, like I said on Twitter, as a young man with a target audience, a demographic who was who in a show who was basically for men, you know, my age and up, I feel like we all need this information, all need to be educated on this information. I feel like you're too old. It, starts, it shouldn't even start, you know, it should start earlier than this, but all men should know to respect boundaries and to respect women period so when we get into that um top of the episode but before we get started i just want to say that madden ratings are a joke won't be talking about that and why are people so obsessed with crowd noise personally 
I'm cool off the the generic. I mean, the the computer generated crowd noise. The I'm cool. I'm. I don't understand. I don't. I don't think crowd noise affects me. It's not like I'm at the game. You know, watching games. I don't care about how the crowd is. Like I feel like that's a more of an in person thing. That's that's just how I feel. My mom, she didn't agree, and I I don't care. Do we want to fight? Like. But nah, man, I just I don't get that. I, I'm cool off the the fake crowd noise. I think it's just a distraction, if anything. Um, so yeah, man. Uh, so like I said, we're gonna be talking about the women, the treatment of women in sports. Also on the docket for the day, uh, the NFL's struggle to get the season started. Uh, we'll hear more about that this week. I'm sure something something new will come out today. Um. Gonna talk about these these lists that came out. I'm, I'm, we're gonna I'm gonna slow walk the dog on this one. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give you guys all all three of my list today. We're gonna just do the running backs today. Running back list, uh, the potential running back, 2021 running back free agency, and we'll break down Derrick Henry's new deal. And then uh, we'll wrap with should the NCAA have sports? Definitely, we're, we're gonna get into that. So. Let's get it started, man. Let's 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 get right into things. All right. So this past weekend, the Washington football team. First of all, man, the Washington football team, the Washington football organization has a lot going on. Uh, you know, they got the, they're in the middle of the name change. Lawyers are being hired, and all it's it's a mess over there. So I think it was what Thursday night. Uh, the the uh, the rumors started about an article that was written in the Washington Post that they said would blow the name change out of the water and that would just become a thing of the past that fast. Uh, there were lots of things being said on Reddit and on the internet and social media. Um, a lot that I don't think was in the article. Uh, there were things about the Redskins. Oof, excuse me, I'm sorry. I didn't mean that. It's, it's, it's just a reflex. There were rumors about the Washington football team paying off uh, refs. There was rumors about Jay Gruden having an entanglement with one of the running backs, uh, a woman, one of their women, and, and that led to him getting benched, and that ultimately led to Alex Smith almost losing his life and leg. Look, there was a lot being said, and I thought this article was going to be like something to come in here and and laugh at and break down. Like, yo, I can't believe this is really going on. Then the article came out, and it was not that at all. It was much more serious, much more serious. Um, so let's take a look at what we learned from this article. Uh, just give me one minute. Let me pull it up. Let me pull it up. Okay, we go. All right. So let's see. Let's start off with. Uh, is this the? I don't think this is the one I had originally. No, no, no. It was a better one. It was a better one. Hold on, guys. Hold on, guys. Stay with me. Stay with me. I'm sorry. I know. I know. I know. I know. I should have. I should have had this up already. But it was a couple of because uh, first of all, I'm not paying the Washington Post to read. I'm not going to do that. That's not going to happen. So of course, I had to find 
a better uh, a better way to. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. No, once again, no, no. That's the Washington Post. They're trying to make me pay to read. No, leave me alone. Gosh, bro. I just I just need the breakdown of the article. I don't need to pay for it. I'm not going to pay for the article. It's not happening. It is not happening. Are we? Where are we? Where are we? Come on, dog. This is bad. This is really bad. Oh my goodness. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Are we ready? I hope everybody's ready because I'm ready now. All right. So, uh, wow. Redskins accused. Okay. Okay. So let's see. Let's take a look. For much of the week, local and national reporters hinted at a coming report that would paint. Dan Snyder, Jay Gruden, and other Washington front office officials in negative light. The article was expected to be published today. The initial publish of the article was presumably, was presumably delayed. It was reported by Adam Schefter, Schefter that Dan Snyder, Snyder hired a lawyer um, to represent the Redskins and as well as review the organization's practices ahead of the article's release. Schefter also later reported that several minority owners were attempting to sell their shares of the franchise going so far as to expedite the process by hiring an outside firm to facilitate a transaction. So it's, it's clear to me that by Snyder going out and getting this big lawyer to rep, to rep everybody basically and by the shareholders getting the hell out of there. This is all of this is probably probably true. Probably more than likely everything that's being said in this article has some legit, you know, it's legit and people are going to probably go down because, yeah, man, it just doesn't look good. It doesn't look good. It, it doesn't look good. The, the, the Washington football organization, the house is on fire. The house is on fire. The house is definitely on fire. And everybody's trying to get out of there as quick as possible right now before they get burned. Seriously, that's that's what's happening right now. It's a mess. That's a mess. Let's keep going. Uh, after hours of tense build up, the Washington Post article uh, written by Will Hobson and Liz Clark has been released to the public. The article contains the experiences of former female Redskins employee named Emily Applegate, as well as anonymous quotes from 14 other female employees who declined to reveal their names for legal purposes. The quotes of these 15 women tell a, of rampant sexual harassment occurrences at Redskins Park, and the article's names. Uh, the article names five specific instigators: Larry Michael, Alex Santos, Richard Mann II, former COO. Mitch Gershman and former president of business operations Dennis Green. Mitchell, uh, excuse me, Michael Santos and Man the Second all left the organization within the last week. Once again, the house is on fire and people are trying not to get burned. Let's continue. Santos and Man the Second were fired without explanation while Michael retired <laughs> abruptly one day before the release of the aforementioned article come on dog come on come on come on this is nuts this is really crazy it it it, it doesn't get more i'm guilty as hell than this 
uh, Green was uh, ousted in 2018 after a scandal related to these allegations. Gershman left the organization in 2015. According to the article, the claims of harassment range from 2006 to 2019, uh, a time range that corresponds with Dan Snyder's oversight of the franchise. Applegate called her time with Washington the most miserable experience of my life. The article states that Dan Snyder was not specifically accused of harassment, but several quotes asserted that Snyder was not only complicit, but con- uh Contributory to the toxic culture that um, wow precipitated under the under his watch. In addition to several firsthand accounts of abuse contained in the article, one quote from former VP of Communications Julie Payne is particularly adept at describing the environment. She says, "I have never been in a more hostile, manipulative, passive-aggressive environment, and I worked in politics with such a toxic, mood-driven environment." And the owner behaving like he does. How could anyone think these women would go to HR? There's been there's bound to be a fallout from this article even before its release. Events were already being put into motion. Dan Snyder has already been facing pressure to sell, and now that pressure may only continue to mount. Uh, let's see, was there any more? Oh, guys, I understand. Good. This is. Uh, I thought that there was a statement released. I think Dan Snyder did release a statement. I I think that was in the other article. But you guys, you guys, that was the meat and potatoes of everything. Um, hold on, no, there was a there was a second. Hold on, give me give me a minute, give me a minute. Bear with me. There was a second. Um article that I've read with a better breakdown scandal okay here we go here we go alright I think it's the better one alright I read all we got all that blah 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 we got that we got that okay wow okay there's more <laughs> there's more than this like there's more to this then, then I thought, okay, so it's not playing in real life. In 2018, the New York Times revealed that the team had used cheerleaders as personal escorts during the 2013 season for a trip to Costa Rica to entertain sweet holders and key team sponsors. The report indicated that cheerleaders weren't expected to have sex with the men on the trip, but were coerced and felt pimped out when they were asked to part. To part uh, to be part of a topless photo shoot for the men, the team investigated the report internally but avoided facing any retribution from the NFL. Wow, bro, it's not clear whether the NFL. Um, it was a lot of what I did see in one of the articles. I can't find it. Okay, here we go. The women who came forward say Santos routinely made comments about their appearance and asked whether they were interested in him romantically on a regular basis. An internal investigation launched in 2019 when uh, Walker reported for the Athletic told the team that Santos pitched her before remarking that she had an ass like a wagon. Uh, There were a lot of women in this article that said 
you know, stuff like that would happen. Women would, I mean, the men on the job would uh, make remarks like that. And there was um, touching, sexual touching, you know, there was uh, physical, physical as well. Uh, company with the verbal stuff, verbal assault that I just read about. This is all bad stuff, man. It's all nasty stuff. I'll say there's no place in the world, and especially in the workplace, for anything uh, like this. Se- sexual assault goes. Um, here's here here's the thing. Here's the thing. People, not just men, because I've 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 seen. This topic become a hot topic on social media a, a, a couple times this year. Actually, I've had to talk about this on social media. When it comes to sexual assault, it's not always about uh, sexual desire or you know someone finding someone else pleasurable and they can't attain that, so they impose themselves, they coerce people. Uh, women or you know they force themselves upon it's not always about that it's a power thing as well it's a power thing it's like because they know what power especially in this in, in in business they know the power they have over these women a quote i saw in an article was like they constantly reminded women like okay there's a thousand people that you know you if you go there's a thousand people who can i can you could be replaced with um, basically saying that nobody's gonna believe you. Um, like <laughs> it's it's sick, it's sick. And like I was talking about last week, please don't ask why now. That's never. Do do you hear how long this has been going on? from 2006 to 2019? This is a long, long, long time, right? And you ask, you know, I've seen people ask why now, why wait, why do it now, why didn't you do it when it happened? Sexual assault is not something you just blurt out about. That's not something women are, you know, uh, happy to talk about or uh, want to talk about. That's not something you go scream from the mountaintops or something you rush to tell somebody. That, that is that is a very, 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 very sensitive uh, topic and something that. Some women never talk about It's very hard To open up about something like that Very hard Very hard And to the women that do Even if it's not to the world Even if it's just to your partner The person that you're with before, Even because even family It's, it's, it's hard to talk about if you, I commend you for that You're brave Because it's, it's hard It's hard It's not an easy thing to do It's not an easy thing to do you know, so when 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 people ask, well, why don't these women go to the police, or why don't these women go to HR or report it to someone? Like they go, oh, they go to the media, they go to uh, an anonymous line. Here's here's a tidbit for you, especially for you. Why don't you tell the police people? Here, here's here's some numbers for you. You know, I like to talk stats on on this show. Let's talk stats then. Out of every 1,000 sexual assaults, 995 perpetrators will walk free. 230 are reported to the police. 46 reports lead to arrests. Nine cases get referred to prosecutors. Five cases will lead to a felony conviction. And 4.6 rapists will be incarcerated. 
So when when you say, oh, why don't they go to the police? That's why. Ladies and gentlemen, this is not law and order as for you. This is real life. It's real life. Sexual assault, rapes, they're not taken seriously by the by police departments. I'm sorry, they're not. It's the truth. It's the truth. There's stories I've seen a lot of, um, you know, like rape kits just left aside, like not even test. Like, like it's it's bad. It's really bad. So don't ask women why don't they do this or why don't they do that. That's why. You talk about how women dress in in the office. Seeing a lot of that. Well, maybe if she had this on or if she did. No, (laughs) no. Women can dress however the hell they want to. They can wear what they want to. They can show as much cleavage as they want to. They can wear as much makeup. They can do whatever to their hair. They can wear the, the skirts. They can wear pants, suits. They can wear overalls to work. They can wear sweats and a hoodie. It don't matter what they wear, bro. It doesn't. That doesn't stop or... Make someone want to be a, even more of a sicko. Doesn't matter. You're going to be sick regardless. So that has nothing. Don't don't tell women what they could should and shouldn't do to prevent. No, there is no. Never ever will we blame the victim. No, never will the victim. No, never, never do that. Never do that. Um. And as far as the workplace goes, you know, women should not like uh, to keep talking as far as, you know, the, the dress. They shouldn't be feel uncomfortable or, or unsafe in their workplace. I, I wouldn't want my girlfriend, my wife, my sister, even though, you know, I don't have a sister. I'm just being, you know, um, example, you know, my mom or aunts, whoever, whatever women you have in your life, you wouldn't want them to go to work and feel uncomfortable. You wouldn't want them to go to work and feel like. I can't go I not only do I have the stress or the 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 work of the business on my mind I got Dan from accounting looking at my ass all day and I got Tim from uh Tim the janitor looking down my bra and then I got my own boss bringing me into his office and locking the door behind like you know what I mean like that stuff happens Women shouldn't feel uncomfortable Women shouldn't be stressed out About anything except for their work At their jobs Shouldn't be any outside Sick you know what I mean You you, you understand me Um Yeah man That's That's just I think that's all I had for that You know For this You know for this portion of it um yeah it's it's no it's no 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 place for that in the in in the world on the business man and believe always always for me i'm i'm rolling with the women first i am before anything you know before we get because it's, it's just like 15 women bro no, no, that's that's one too many for me. One too many for me. Um, you know, I hope that all everybody, 
you know, all these men are held accountable and, you know, actions are taking place and everything because this is this is a very, 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 very bad situation. Um, but this is this is how, you know, that's the business aspect of it. You know, that's 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 sexual assault, that's sexual misconduct that happens in the workplace, not just in the sports world, but you know, in the business world, period. But I just feel like women as a whole aren't valued enough in anything. I feel like women are uh treated unfairly and, and 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 that's evident i don't have to be an expert to tell you that you guys can see that on your own especially in the sports world which leads me to the second half of this so elena deladon the reigning mvp of the wnba she tried to um she applied for the opt-out the medical opt-out because when you apply for the in the WNBA bubble, if you have a medical exemption, if you get the medical exemption, you'll be able to be paid. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago when I talked about the WNBA restart, and I, I was like, "Well, that's good." Um, so she suffers from Lyme disease or chronic Lyme, and you know, it's a lifetime of potential effects, critical need for symptom management. And being defined in a in a high risk category to health providers, she takes sixty four pills daily, sixty four pills a day just to maintain. She's thirty years old. Sixty four pills a day to maintain. Um, and the WNBA said she isn't a medical exemption. <sighs> So they're basically saying no. They're telling her no. It's basically like if you want to opt out, opt out. You won't get paid. Like they're not going to allow, give her the medical leave that she clearly deserves and is warranted. But no, and uh, she can't fight. You know, she's not able to really fight back legally because of the low salary that she makes in the WNBA. It's not like the NBA. Uh, she wrote an open letter. I'm going to read that for you. That detailed all of this. This is uh. An open letter about my health. This is from the 15th. I take 64 pills a day. 64 pills. That's 24 before breakfast. Another 20 after breakfast. Another 10 before dinner. And 9 before bed. Hold on. First of all, I don't. I can't even swallow pills. I can't swallow pills. All right. I have sleeping problems. I can't swallow melatonin. So I take melatonin gummies. Um... When I had a tooth infection, I couldn't pop in the, I couldn't take amoxicillin to could pop it. I had to drink liquid form. Um, I don't take Tylenols. I don't none of that, bro. I can swallow pills. So I couldn't imagine having to take sixty four pills a day. Couldn't imagine. I take sixty four pills a day, and I feel like it's slowly killing me. Or if it's not killing me directly, then I at least know one thing for sure: it's really bad for me. Long term, taking that much medicine on that regular of a regimen is just straight up bad for you. It's literally an elaborate trick that you play on yourself. A lie that you tell your body so it keeps thinking everything is fine. It's never ending, exhausting, miserable cycle. But I do it anyway. I do it anyway because I have Lyme disease. Since I'm not a doctor, I say I have chronic Lyme. 
it's a shorter way for me to say that this disease is still affecting me after more than a decade. I prefer it to be I prefer it to the alternative which is post treatment Lyme disease syndrome with a current active infection with a different strain of what? Oh, what is this? Borrelia and Bartonella as well as co-infections. Okay, Eric didn't pay that much attention in health class until we started talking about the. Never mind. Never mind. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> Moving on. Um, taking sixty-four pills a day is the only way to keep my condition condition under any sort of control it's the only way to keep myself healthy enough to play the game that i love healthy enough to do my job and earn the paycheck that supports my family healthy enough to live something approaching a normal life i regret not having done more in the past to speak up about lyme disease it's a terrifying thing to live with yet not many people know how much know much about it and i take my fair share of responsibility for that i could have been using my platform to help raise awareness and to help under improve understanding i could have been helping so much more i know that i need to help so much more here's just okay let's see see what i'm playing but i was scared look man Basically, her immune system immune system leaves her at high risk. This woman has been risking more than her life, you know, her body with the, you know, with the the bad flights, the bad hotel rooms. This is before COVID. Uh, the bad pay on being underpaid as a WNBA player, and they can't even give her the damn the the courtesy, the respect, to exempt her from this. This is crazy. This is crazy, man. I just don't get it. And and whether it's it's just women women in the sports world I, I i think i talked about this a lot heavily on uh when i did the for you know for international women's day um the pay gap the pay gap um there's the scrutiny online the jokes and everything you know people not taking these women serious in their sports especially the wnba it's just it's bad, bro. It's an, and it's a never-ending cycle. I just feel like it needs to be broken, and if, and something like this, something like this wouldn't happen in the NBA. I don't think it would. I don't. I really don't think something like this would happen to a player in the NBA. Because first of all, Adam Silver wouldn't let this happen, and I don't know who runs the WNBA, but this is bad. This is really bad. Is is it's just not a good look. And I hope that something gets worked out for her because it, yeah, it, it, it's it's bad, it's bad, man, it's bad. Um, yes, man. Uh, I guess I want to say, man, protect all the women in your life. Uh, be kind, love women, man. Don't, don't, don't be a bad guy, man. Please, please. Um, I think that's all I have for that. I'm sorry. We had to start off that way, but these things need to be talked about, man. These things need to be discussed, man. They do. Uh, let's see. Where should we go next? First of all, I'm going to play a little music. We're going to get get us out of this. And we're going to be back. Let's do that. She says it makes me feel They going to judge you for love. Say we can always be fly. 
outside. We gon' be good long as them sneakers wide. You be alright. Say you be alright. All right, you know that's Wale, the white shoes. You know that's a feel good song. Get us back, back on track. Get us back, you know. Get our minds clear. Get us refreshed. All right, man. Let's 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 get into it, man. So so the NFL. This this is really crazy. Like this is really it's it's sad, but it's laughable. It's laughable because it's laughable because, like we said, like everybody's basically saying, the NFL had the most time to get this right. The NFL had the most time to get this right. The NBA was in season when this happened. They stopped play in March, took time, got it right, and they're starting next week, right? They're, they're back in it next week. MLB was getting started. They shut everything down. They they got it right. They're back next week as well. They just started their uh, exhibitions, right? I'm about to yell. I'm about to yell for warning. The NHL dropped their rollout and they dipped. Has anybody heard from the NHL? Has anybody heard a word? A peep? Anything from the NHL? Because I have not. Somebody, please get me word on the NHL. They haven't even said it. They said, you, we coming back. And dipped. Somebody get me the NHL, please. But all these different leagues, you know, these three leagues in here in the U.S., they got it together. The NH- the NFL season ended in January. I mean, excuse me, ended in February. All season started. COVID came in March. They had the draft in April. March, so you had April, May, June to get it right. That's three months. Three months. Training camp starts this week. I mean, next week. You had three months. Now, all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, we're one week out from training camp. Some rookies from uh, a couple teams report today, but all rookies are now supposed to report to camp tomorrow. Next week is camp. And they still, players still don't know what's going on. And when I say players still don't know what's going on, Players still do not know what's going on. Here, here's here's what I mean by that. Uh, J.J. Watt has been the, the main guy for me that's been keeping it a buck with us and keeping us updated on anything. So here, here's, here's what J.J. Watt said from the notes. We want to play. We want to be as safe as possible. The NFL can mandate that players show up to training camp regardless if any agreement has been reached between the NFL and NFLPA, we still have not been granted the full and proper training camp acclimation period necessary as recommended by the medical and training staffs. We still do not know if there will be daily testing, every other day testing, etc. We still do not know if there will be preseason games or not. We still do not know how a positive COVID test will be handled in regards to others in close contact, in the huddle, directly engaged with, etc. A strong or and fair opt-out clause for those at higher risk or those with family members at higher risk. 
has still not been agreed upon. If players do not show up on time, they can be fined or considered in breach of contract, even if health and safety protocols uh, not been have not been agreed on agreed upon by uh, agreed upon or infectious disease emergency response plans have been approved. Lastly, we want to play, bro. Three months, three months, three months, bro. And they still don't know any of this. This the the, the players are just as much in the, in, in the dark as we are, and that's not good. That's not good. The only thing that I've heard the NFLPA talk, I mean the NFL talk about with the NFLPA is the money, because that's all they care about. That's all they care about. Let's, let's let's be real here. They care about that money because they know that they're going to lose money this year. They're going to lose revenue money because they're more than likely they need to just cut it out now. It's not going to be no fans. There, there are not going to be any fans at the game at these games. It's, it's time to be real. It's time to be real about it. You're going to lose money, and honestly, I don't think there should be fans. I don't. I I don't. I would love to have football, but it's not looking good. It's not. And then all the players today. I don't know if they was in, in a mass group message or what. Everybody started tweeting basically the same thing. Their concerns. We haven't gotten our concerns heard yet. You guys not hearing us, so we're gonna take it to Twitter. Hashtag we want to play. We saw guys like Drew Brees, Russell Wilson, JJ Watt, Deshaun Watson, Pat freaking Mahomes, uh Devontae Adams, all uh Miles Garrett, all these players tweeting basically the same sentiment. Bro, we got stuff going on in our, own, in our own homes. We got to protect ourselves, our families. We want to play, but under the right circumstances. That's all. Help us be protected. We'll get on the field for you. But if you can't do that, shut it down. And look, I'm selfish. I won football. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do in the fall, winter, my Sundays, Thursdays, Mondays. If we don't have it, I don't know how I'm going to feel about having no fantasy football. I don't know how I'm going to feel about not wearing my jerk. Like, bro, it's going to hurt. It's definitely going to hurt. But where we are right now on July 20th, I don't know (laughs) if we're going to be kicking off on September 5th. Once again, the NFL has had three months. Kickoff is not even... A full, yeah, kickoff is, we got all of August, and that's the first week of September. So they got a month and some change before kickoff. They don't even know if they're going to have a preseason. Preseason would would be starting in a couple of weeks. There's been no OTAs. There's, there's, There's been nothing going on. So these guys haven't even been around each other yet. And, oh, God. Yeah, this is nasty. This isn't good, man. This is not good. This is not good at all. It's really not good. Uh, you know, in, in the NFL PA and NFL they they've been going back and forth. So, you know, there's same thing, same thing with the MLB and MLB PA. Same thing. Same thing. You know, along the same lines of the, along the same lines of concerns. Um and we haven't even gotten to that that that's that part of it because the money part hasn't even really been addressed yet, and that's going to be the hold up. That's going to be the real hold up, the money thing, because 
if they don't have the fans there or they have less fans, either way, there's going to be a lot of money lost. And the most, the the worst case scenario is no no football period, and that's where the most money is going to be lost. So they want to have a season. So if you really, if you you know these owners want to have the season, all right. Get your stuff together so these players can be, you know, comfortable with, with being on the field. Then, same thing in, in each thing we've been saying, the opt-out thing. Players start opting out, you know, or and the positive. I didn't even think about the positive, you know, the test and how the huddles and everything. Yeah, bro, we might not have football. <laughs> we might have football because it's just it's, it's too many moving pieces. These teams are too big. It's too many people in the locker rooms. It's too many. It, it's just not. It just don't seem real to me. It doesn't seem plausible to me. Um, don't think you can delay the season, like the MLB. I mean, like the um, the, I don't think. All right. I don't think that the NFL can play a shortened season. I don't think they can. And I don't think they can play a delayed season. Game is too physical. The you know the temperatures, eh, you know the weather. I don't think guys are going to want to be playing football in March. You know I, eh, eh, I don't see that. This is the first time that I've actually thought it and said it out loud. Unfortunately, we might have scrapped the season, man. We might. We really might have to scrap the season. I don't know. I don't know. I don't I don't trust the NFL. We're getting this together. They can they could barely get themselves together. They could barely deal with their own stuff. Now we throwing a pandemic in it. Y'all think we gonna get this right before September fifth? <laughs> yeah, no. No. I I, I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, staying on this topic, uh, my next thing was: should the NCAA shut it down? And I definitely think the NCAA should shut it down because, look, bro, if there's no classes on campus, if the students are not there, the athletes don't need to be there because at the end of the day, they are student athletes. Student, say it with me, everybody. Student. Athletes They're not Paid players <laughs> Y'all don't wanna pay them They're not paid players They're not employees They're student athletes Alright There's it, Look If it's no classes on campus If the If the school not open If every if everybody on Zoom Then why Why they need to be there Why do they need to play Seriously It's not a business And And somebody said this on Twitter I think it was a, I forgot his name I wanted to, I wanted to give him credit But this was hilarious Um this is like the the coronavirus wow coronavirus must know the difference between conference and non conference games. Just look, what the hell is is just playing conference conference play going to do? What look, what what difference does that make? It doesn't. Come on now, come on, come on, come on. What are we, what what are we doing here, man? What, what exactly are we doing here? Is 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 putting all of these young guys? These athletes, not just the guys, because you know fall sports is more than football. Uh, so, and, and and you know this is all across all the sports because 
is it risk worth putting these young young men and women at risk? Is it? Seriously. I don't think it is. I don't. I really don't. Uh when it comes to the seniors, um I think they should be granted another year of eligibility if it comes down to it, honestly. Because this isn't right. It's not their fault. Um let's see who's uh, a couple of people, not a couple of people. Let's see. Couple conferences did decide to shut it down. Uh, the Ivy League said they won't have any varsity sports in the fall, and then the Atlantic Ten Conference shut it down. The Commonwealth Coast Conference shut it down. The Northeastern Atlantic Athletic Conference uh, president they cut they shut it down. Uh, the East Coast Conference shut it down, and uh, the Colonial Athletic Association shut it down. The Big East Conference shut it down. And uh, yeah, so this is these are D one, Division two, and Division three. It stretches across all three. Like yo, we not nah, no, no, we're not playing anything. We're not playing anything. It it, it just doesn't make sense to me. Like MLB, M N M M B E A, NFL. That's a business. That's they are employees. They are. Uh, they're getting paid to do that. That's their job. So yeah, I get that. That's that makes sense. But student athletes just risking their lives for a game that they're not getting paid to play. No thanks. No thanks. Ain't that much love for the game in the world, bro? To have me on campus when nobody else here. Uh, we, our, our professor's not even here, but y'all want me to be here risking my life, and y'all not even paying me. Yeah, no, no thanks. Go to hell. Seriously. Seriously, please go to hell. Because no way. There's no way in the world that I would do that, man. No freaking way. Um, Let's see, man. Where we at? Where we at? Where we at? All right, we're we doing good. Making good on time. Making good on time. Let's take it. All right, let's take it to this running back list, man. Let's take it to the running back. I am disregarding... All the list, the disrespectful list I've seen over this last week. Listen, man, when these lists were coming out, mad ratings, all that, you know, the, the ESPN list, the, the, the NFL exact list, exact list, when I saw all these lists, I was pissed off, I was angry, and I was very irritated. I didn't appreciate the disrespect. Didn't appreciate the disrespect, man. I didn't. I didn't, I didn't appreciate the disrespect, so... I will not be uh, acknowledging those disrespectful lists, but I will start off with saying, here's here's a list for you. The list of running backs who have scored 30 touchdowns with over five yards per carry since 2017. Who knows on that list? There's only one name on that list. Aaron Jones. That's it. That's the list. That's how we're going. That's how we're going to start this off. Let me tell y'all. Let me tell y'all what time it is, man. Let me tell you what time it is, man. Yeah, yeah, y'all must have forgot. Y'all must have forgot. That's 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 you know what I mean. Y'all must have forgot. All right, y'all did. Damn, y'all did. Y'all did, and that's why I started to show off that day. I didn't even acknowledge that. I just threw that. Yeah, I, I forgot to acknowledge that. Yeah, that was Roy Jones. Y'all must have forgot. I ain't playing with y'all. Y'all must have forgot. All right. Aaron Jones, man, don't, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Don't act like last season didn't happen. All right. Whew. So here's my top ten running back list. All right. So this list, 
right? Let me tell you what my my um, what I'm basing this list off of. First of all, these are the running the top ten running backs heading into 2019. I mean, excuse me, heading into 2020. So a lot of this is based on 2019 as far as stats go. Um, so this is what you know. I'm I'm, I'm looking at last year, and I'm looking at these guys and the potential to have us another season like that, and who's going to be good this year again. So this list is based on numbers, game impact, your ability to change the game, you know, get the ball score, blah, 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 stuff like that. Uh, your durability, can you stay healthy? Can you play 16 games? Can you play, you know, can you be on the field for a certain amount of time? Um, and diversity, are you good in the pass game as well as you are in the running game? That's That's what I'm looking at. This list is gonna make some people upset. Before I before I even get that this list, I'm sorry. So here we go. Number ten, Mark Ingram of the Baltimore Ravens. Ah, yeah. Hey, hey, he was my fantasy team. I'm telling y'all, man. I did not expect Ingram to have the season he did in Baltimore after leaving New Orleans and and becoming almost a featured back in in Baltimore. Uh. 1,265 yards from scrimmage, 15 touchdowns, 228 touches, 5.5 yards per touch. So it was a solid season for Mark Ingram in a, in a deep backfield where the, the quarterback was also a, a, a serious runner. So great season for him. I expect I expect that same energy next this, this upcoming season if we have one. Uh, number nine, Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon, Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, uh 1,424 yards from scrimmage, eight touchdowns, 313 touches, four and a half yards per touch. Now, here's where it gets tricky. It, it, it does get tricky. It does. Number eight, Nick Chubb of the Cleveland Browns. He had uh, 1,772 yards from scrimmage, 14 touchdowns, 355 touches, and five-point yards per touch. It, it, it gets even trickier here. All right, look, man, I love I like Saquon. I'm a Saquon guy. I am. Saquon had a little health issues, you know. You know, he had a little, little little injury last year. So, I'm putting him in number seven. I'm putting I'm putting him in number seven. Saquon Barkley last year he had um 1,441 yards, eight touchdowns, 269 touches, and 5.4 yards per touch. Now, number six. Number six is the best. I, I'm going to say right now, the running back that I put in number six on this list is the best receiving running back in the NFL. I'm not scared to say that. And his name is Austin Eckler of the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm not scared to say that, bro. 990, almost 1,000 yards, almost 1,000 yards right behind Christian McCaffrey. 993 yards receiving. He's the best receiving back in the league, bro. Once again, on my fantasy team. I love Austin Eckler. He's small. He's a smaller back. Um, no Melvin Ingram this year. He only started eight games because, you know, Melvin Ingram was in L.A. So, no Melvin Ingram this year. He's on his, you know, he's he may be the starter. So, I, I'm i rolling with Austin Eckler number six, man. Um 1,550 yards from scrimmage, 11 touchdowns, 224 touches, and 6.9 yards per touch. Uh, I don't, uh, hey, hey, man, watch him. Go watch some film. Go watch some film. I'm telling you, man, that Austin Eckler put some respect on his name. P. 
Period, man. Period. Best receiving back in the league, I'm telling you. Um, number five, Dalvin Cook. Another one, man, with the injuries. Okay, you know what I mean? Uh, but um, 1,654 yards from scrimmage, 13 touchdowns, 303 touches, 5.5 yard per touch. Once again, here is where it gets tricky. Tricky, 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 tricky. Uh, 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 uh. No, no run DMC. Okay. Um, number four, man. He just got a bag too. He just got a bag. He just got a bag. Four, four years, fifty million dollars, twenty-five guaranteed. Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry, man. He's number four. He's number four. I'm gonna tell you why he's number four and not and not higher than that. <sighs> Derrick Henry has. Had last year 1,746 yards from scrimmage, 18 touchdowns, 321 touches, 5.4 yards per touch, 1746. About 95% of that was from the run, all running. You know, he, he was barely used in the past game. I'm not going to say that it's bad to be a, a, a one dimensional running back. Because that's what you're supposed to do. You, you you're supposed to be a running back, but I think in this in this era in this game where we are today, you got to be able to do something in the passing game, man. You got to you got you got to be able to be diverse. You got to got to be like that Swiss Army knife type, you know that that like that type back. And I that's why Derrick Henry's number four for me, and that's probably why he just got fifty million dollars. No shade though. Glad you got your pay. I am. But these three running backs, the top three running backs on my list are guys who are very potent, not only in, the, you know, running the ball, but in the passing game as well. And it's, it feels like any time they get the ball, they could score. So number three, Aaron Jones, man. I, I didn't understand why I was happy on Twitter when I saw everybody defending Aaron Jones that he wasn't on that sham of a list. But Aaron Jones is on my list and he's number three. He's number three in a backfield where he's sharing touches with, you know, he's splitting touches with Jamal Williams sometimes. Uh, and now they got A.J. Dillon. So, I mean, but Aaron Jones is clearly the start of the feature back. But come on, man. Come on, man. Come on, man. You, 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 come on. Come on. 1,550 um, 1, yards from scrimmage, 19 touchdowns. He tied with Christian McCaffrey with touchdowns. Um, 285 touches, 5.5 yards per touch. Come on, come on, come on, come on now. Stop playing with him. Number two, Zeke U. Elliott, man. Put some respect on Zeke's name too. I, I feel like you know he gets lost in the shuffle, and, and I don't understand why. Uh, his numbers ain't fall off. You know it, it, uh, he run he run things down in Dallas. We know that. Uh, one seventeen seventy seven yards from scrimmage, fourteen touchdowns, three hundred fifty five touches, five point zero yards per touch, and you already know who number one is. CMC, man, come on, come on, come on, come on. Honestly, if CMC ain't get the MVP, you know Lamar got the MVP. They could at least gave CMC the Madden cover because I think. We get to talking video games. He right there. He he right there. He, you know he it ain't as, he may it may not be that flashy, but he right there with the video game numbers. Like come on, dog. Two thousand three hundred ninety-two yards from scrimmage. Nineteen touchdowns. Four hundred five. Four hundred three touches. Five point nine yards per touch. 
Christian McCaffrey is a freak. Has anybody seen Christian McCaffrey get tackled? I really don't think I have. Does he get tackled? Like popped? I don't think so. It's just a white ball of lightning running down. The <laughs> Couldn't say that without. <laughs> it's just a white ball of lightning, man, running down the field, bro. That boy Christian McCaffrey, something to see, man. Goodness gracious. Got to. I'm gonna have to do some collusion and some colluding to get him on my team this year. I'm sorry. You you've been warned, fantasy league. I will be cheating. It's like no, I'm playing. They already they already want to overthrow me for my commissioner spot because because of some wild tweets. But we ain't gonna get into that. But shout out to them boys. Um, let's see, man. Let's see. Um, I think that's it. I think that's all. Let me check, man. Let me check. Uh, let me take a look. Let me take a look. Running back list. NCAA. Oh, one more thing. So we're going to stay on the running backs. The potential 2021 free agency. Uh, running back free agency. Um, so, let's see. Derrick Henry's off the list because he got paid. So, Leonard Fournette, Dalvin Cook, Aaron Jones, Joe Mixon, Alvin Kamara, Philip Lindsay, Marlon Mack, Kenyon Drake, Todd Gurley. Here's the deals that I guarantee, I'm guaranteeing when I, yeah, I think will get done. With the team they're with now, Aaron Jones, I don't see him leaving Green Bay. I don't, I don't see a reason for that. Um, Alvin Kamara will be a saint. Um, and I think Dalvin Cook will remain a Viking. The rest of these guys, Joe Mixon, Todd Gurley, Kenyon Drake, Marlon Mack, Philip Lindsay, and Leonard Fournette. Well, I know Leonard Fournette's trying to get the hell out of Jacksonville. I don't know where the rest of those guys are going to be. But once again, it, it brings up the conversation once again of the value of a running back. Are you guys that valuable where the team can say, we need this guy on our team. We need him in our offense. We need him to 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 take pressure off of our quarterback. We need him to be a key part of this offense. Or you're expendable. Do the Broncos need Phillip Lindsay? Will the Falcons, We don't. we haven't seen it yet. But let's see how that goes. Will the Falcons need Todd Gurley? Will the Colts need Marlon Mack? Will the Cardinals need Kenyon Drake? These are the questions you have to ask. When you look at Aaron Jones, the Packers need Aaron Jones. You look at Dalvin Cook, the Vikings need Dalvin Cook. You look at the Saints, the Saints need Alvin Kamara. These are three premier backs that are necessities to their teams. And they are key parts of the offense. These are what you call premier backs. These are the guys that are going to end up getting paid by their teams for five-year deals. Young guys that are going to be ended up playing with these same teams. I don't see these guys leaving, going anywhere else and getting the bag. I don't. I think I think that the Packers, the Vikings, and the Saints know better than that. I think they'll lock these guys down. And and we they won't be free agents long. I don't think they'll be free agents long. I don't think it'll get to that point. I think these deals can get done by the end of the season. Um, you know, late, you know, late extensions or, you know, right after the season, I don't see it going into next spring. Definitely don't see it going deep or next summer. It's not gonna be a long thing. I think these guys will get their money. Especially if they perform this season the way they should, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Um 
Yeah, that's that's it. Now that's it. Now that's it. Um, let's see, man. Where we at? We're in half, almost. You know, the end of July, August is coming. Um, I, I I'm gonna try to get back to two two per week, but I know in September I'm wrapping I'm wrapping things up. I'll be talking about that soon. Um, August, I mean October as well soon. If you follow me on social media, you see I've been hinting at a couple of things. So stay tuned, man. I got I got some big plans. Well, if you watched the interview I did with CMC TV, the cat is already out the bag. I do have a YouTube show coming in September. That's coming. More details to come. Um, yeah, man. So thank you guys for tuning in, man. Bearing with me with the delays and everything. I, I appreciate it. Um. Thank you for all the love. You know, continue support, man. Keep listening to the episodes, man. Keep keep pressing play. Keep subscribing. Uh, keep retweeting, liking, reposting, all that good stuff, man. Shout out to Stadium Scene TV, uh, all the partners over there, man. Thank you to the listeners. And for the one hundred second time, I'm Eric Lyons, and you have just been electrified.